What's up, everyone? Welcome into another episode of Overtime here on the Colts Audio Network. I'm JJ Stankovich, joined by Lara Overton today. We reserve these podcasts for late-breaking news. And uh, Lara, no late-breaking news bigger than the Colts announcing a contract extension for Jonathan Taylor on Saturday. Not only is he activated off the pup list and will play on Sunday, he is staying in Indianapolis for the long term. Lara, let's just start here. The Colts got to this point with a lot of drama that went on over the last couple of months. And Chris Ballard, in his press conference at at the end of August, said, relationships are repairable. I'm not going to quit on this one. It has now got to a point where the Colts didn't quit on it. Jonathan Taylor didn't quit on it. And they came to a resolution that now keeps Jonathan Taylor in Indianapolis for the long term. What's just your initial reaction to this news today and kind of the the process that led us to this point? I think immediate reaction is a lot of relief because you felt that there could be a level of tension if this went unsettled for a long period, for an extended period of time, because then you have conversations of, okay, obviously JT is playing, but the trade deadline is until late October. So then those are conversations, speculation that might be happening as well. How much credibility or legitimacy is there to interest from other teams in that regard? So I'm relieved for Coach Steichen, for Chris Ballard, for the entire locker room to not allow this to be an ongoing distraction. The guys in the locker room were great about isolating themselves as much as they could from it and not being distracted because they're focused on their job at hand. But to some degree, they're always going to have to deal with the questions from the media, different things like that. Also, you know, we we had heard reinforced that they wanted to be there for their teammate. They understand the business side of things. And I think that this really helps just eliminate that looming conversation that could have gone on for an extended period of time, at least through the trade deadline. Now this does reinforce, you know, we heard JT say the other day in his press conference Thursday, you know, I'm, I'm here, I'm here right now. Well, now this, I think solidifies, the commitment from Jonathan Taylor to wanting to remain in Indianapolis and being able to make sure that, you know, he's happy here and he does feel valued. I think that was his biggest, it seemed to be one of his, um, you know, biggest issues in all of this was wanting to feel valued at the, you know, and at the running back position, not just for himself, but he was a bit serving as an ambassador almost for the entire position group across the league so when he does have reinforcement of the team's commitment to him and the value that they see in him I think back to the conversation we had with him in minicamp and talking about just knowing how the franchise how this organization values players both on and off the field their commitment to being here now you see that that is solidified in the form of a new three-year contract so Jonathan Taylor said in a quote today I greatly appreciate the support of my teammates and Colts fans. I can't wait to get back on the field and do everything I can to help bring this city the championship it deserves. I'm proud to be an Indianapolis Colt. He also said as part of that quote, this is the start. I actually uh, didn't start reading it right from the top. But I quote, I want to thank Jim Irsay and his family, Chris Ballard and Coach Steichen for the opportunity to be a part of this organization's future. You go down to what Chris Ballard said. 
quote, I'm thrilled we were able to reach an agreement with Jonathan. At the end of August, I spoke about the importance of relationships and being able to move forward. We were able to reach that point. We know what Jonathan means to this team and this city. He is an exceptional playmaker, and he has given a tremendous amount to our organization. This is the result we all wanted. I think that last part, Lara, Don't, when... Yeah, just really quickly, JJ, I also envision too, I would have loved to have had a camera focused on Shane Steichen's office, like to get his reaction when this deal got <laughs> done. Like just thinking about now his opportunity as the play caller to have so many weapons to utilize. Like I'm just in, like, I don't know if Shane is a fist pumper, but like, that's where I feel like he's doing like a good fist pump into the air in all of this, you know, as these quotes are coming together. Cause I believe there's one from, from coach Steichen too, in addition to Jonathan and, and Chris and uh, Mr. Ursa, I believe. Yeah, that quote, Lara, is part of the reason I took this job was to work with a player like Jonathan Taylor. He adds an explosive element to our offense and his success on the field over the last three seasons is undeniable. I'm excited for the role he'll play on this team as we continue to build. I think, though, I, I just I want to go back to the thing that Chris Ballard said about this is the result we all wanted. Look, Jonathan mm -hmm. Taylor, he requested a trade. So did Austin Eckler. So did Lamar Jackson yep. this offseason. Just because a player requests a trade does not mean he's he's done. You request a trade when, okay, you know, you want to you want to see what's out there. And it turned out there wasn't what the Colts wanted out there. He remained with the team. But ultimately, this is what the result we all wanted. Jonathan Taylor wanted a contract extension, and the Colts wanted Jonathan Taylor to stay in Indianapolis. They got both today on Saturday. Jonathan Taylor is staying in Indianapolis and they got with the there. contract extension he wanted. And they got there by allowing him to test the market that was out there. It's, and that's okay. You know, some, I do think that it was exactly, exactly. That's part of being open to doing business and seeing, you know, what's out there. And then ultimately realizing that the best scenario for everyone involved, as you said, is to make sure Jonathan Taylor is a part of this team's success for the foreseeable future. So let's talk about Sunday because Jonathan Taylor is going to be on the field. The Colts activated him off the PUP list on Saturday. They removed his questionable designation on the injury report. He is going to play. How much remains a question, but you know, a couple things that stood out this week to me, Lara Shane Steichen said on Wednesday, he said something to the effect of you see guys sign on Wednesday and they're playing on Sunday. And that was in relation to <laughs> yeah. the mental readiness. Like you see guys mm -hmm. who walk in a building, meet the head coach and these teammates for the first time on Wednesday and they're out there Sunday playing and oftentimes totally. playing well. So Jonathan Taylor's been in the building. He's been around the team. He's been, you know, in this offense, even if he hasn't been on the practice field outside of Thursday and Friday. So from a mental standpoint, I think that hurdle is pretty easy for him to clear. It's going to be a question of the physical standpoint because he's, he's going to be Jonathan Taylor is going to be in really good shape, but there's a difference between being mm -hmm. in shape and being in football shape. So is this going to be a slow ramp up for JT or could it be a situation where maybe he gets rolling and all of a sudden you look up at the fourth quarter, he's got 15, 20 carries. Well, I mean, Jonathan in so many aspects is, a unique athlete, a unique person. 
So I don't think that you you can almost compare him to any other situation. Oh, you know, this back came off injury and he came in and it was this or it was that. Or, oh, okay, we've looked to see. Obviously, Shaq Leonard has been on a pitch count. He's coming off an injury. Are they going to tr- – not everything is is treated the same. Um, I, I mean, Jonathan is exceptional in a lot of factors. So I, it would not shock me at all if he did have have a heavy workload against Tennessee. What I'm curious though, and what would not, you know, surprise me at all is if it is specific situations in which you are utilizing Jonathan Taylor, because he also, as much mastery as he might have with a playbook and as good as he might feel and as good of his conditioning is, he has had very limited time with Anthony Richardson. I mean, they've had a walkthrough and two practices together because those guys didn't have the time in the spring and the early summer through OTAs and minicamp because Jonathan was still recovering from that ankle surgery. So I also feel like that there is so much to the continuity that you need between an exceptional running back and an exceptional quarterback and those two working in tandem that I do think that that is going to need time for that relationship to build and to be what it, but what you hope it can be. And to think about this offense, not just with JT and Anthony Richardson, but imagine a scenario if you put Zach Moss and JT out on the field at the same time with Anthony Richardson. So there are a lot of exciting aspects to this, but I think it's difficult and I think it's almost dangerous to try to prognosticate exactly Mm -hmm. how much he'll see on the field on Sunday. If I, I mean, I think the best to me, the most likely just in getting to know Shane it's going to be, we'll feel it out. We'll get him mm-hmm. out there in certain yep. situations. We have an idea of certain kind of packages and plays. We will run with him. If those are successful, you'd be crazy to limit him in any capacity. Right. And we have seen yeah. Shane tend to feed the hot hand. Yeah, I mean, Zach Moss is playing an incredible amount of snaps over these last couple of games that, you know, there's certainly just baseline opportunity for for Jonathan Taylor to step in there. I love the idea, though, just of Jonathan Taylor in the backfield with Anthony Richardson. Like, I I had this conversation with JT way back in April before the Colts even drafted Anthony Richardson. And I just asked him, like, hey, if if the Colts do draft a young quarterback, like, what's your message going to be to him? And he said, like, he's going to say, hey, look at us. We're side by side. I'm right here. I'm right next to you. I'm the closest guy to you on the field. I got you. Whether that's you need me to go pick up a blitz, you need to hand off to me, you need to throw the ball to me to check it down, I got you. And that message with now Anthony Richardson being in there is going to remain the same for this offense. I think that whatever he does, we know Jonathan Taylor can do that at an exceptional level. If it's 10 plays, Mm -hmm. 15 plays, 20 plays, more, less, whatever it might be, you know you're going to get quality snaps out of this guy, even if he hasn't practiced a whole lot, even if he hasn't developed that you know great rapport with Anthony Richardson yet I think it's probably going to be good but it'll get better as the season goes on you still expect whatever snaps JT plays are going to be taken at a high level I also think too just from a from a matchup standpoint make Tennessee scheme for Jonathan Taylor when he's Mm -hmm. out there because you can't take that guy lightly you're gonna have to play against you know, an offense with Jonathan Taylor, you're going to have to play against that just like it's Jonathan Taylor 2021, Jonathan Taylor. You can't take lightly the fact that, oh, you can't, oh, he's 
he's not going to be at full strength. You know, he's still working his way back in. So I love from the, you know, we've talked to Shane a lot. I have about like the strategic coaching chess matches that you're involved with. And I think this plays very well into the Colt's hand of being able to use him in that way. Now, I'm not just saying that at all Jonathan Taylor is just, you know, a, a pawn in this whatsoever. But what I like about it is, no one has any idea how much of a factor he's going to be. And you're going to make Tennessee uh, allocate the necessary resources to scheme for Jonathan Taylor. And then what does that open up for the rest of your offense? All right. Well, here's the thing. Jonathan Taylor, since he's debuted, is averaging 5.1 yards per carry. That's over three seasons. That is the third highest average yards per carry among running backs since 2020. The Colts are getting a really good football player, an explosive player to go with their explosive quarterback. Lara, I can't wait to see what it looks like on Sunday. But for right now, it's an exciting day for the Colts. And it's an exciting day for Jonathan Taylor. And it's going to be rocking at Lucas Oil Stadium on Sunday. Oh, no question. I mean, you know, I you you feel a sense of, like I said, relief about all of this immediately. And then it's just like, Pure excitement now for what this team at full strength is going to Mm -hmm. be able to be with Coach Steichen, his play calling, with the continued development of Anthony Richardson, because let's not forget, Anthony Richardson played his first full four quarters of football just last week. Mm -hmm. So he's still coming into his own. And when he is able to get out there and have the opportunity to utilize a back like Jonathan Taylor, that's going to create something special for the offense. All right. Well, we are going to have a full breakdown of Jonathan Taylor's debut of the Colts week five game against the Tennessee Titans right here on the Colts audio network on Sunday. That'll be myself and Bill Brooks with instant reaction. Keep it locked in to the Colts audio network all week for more reaction to Jonathan Taylor's debut and a look ahead to a key divisional matchup against the Jacksonville Jaguars next week. So we got Colts Roundtable Live coming up on Monday, the official Colts podcast Tuesday and Thursday, Inside Football with Rick Venturi on Wednesday. Larry, maybe next week will be a little bit more chill. We won't have to do an overtime. That would be kind of <laughs> nice. Uh, I would like I would like a little more chill week. We did an overtime last week with Anthony Richardson being cleared. This week, Jonathan Taylor getting an extension. I would I would prefer to not to have to record another podcast on a Saturday. I'll just leave it at that. But uh, while we're while we're in the air traveling to Jacksonville, something yeah, else goes right. you know, you know, you never know. Let's hope not. All right. Well, that's gonna do it for us here on this episode of Overtime here in the Colts Audio Network. For Lara Overton, I'm JJ Stankovitz. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you next time here on the Colts Audio Network.